Everybody, my name is Nyla, and you're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is a special one. It's about the history of the Sierra Club. So let's get started. So welcome to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for tuning in. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts. Rate, share, and support it, especially if you love it. And lastly, send your comments and questions by email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So hey everybody, I want to start off with the announcements for this uh, episode. I'm going to go into the uh, wonderful giveaway that's going on currently and last um, in a few more days. There are approximately two more days left in the first Sierra Club May Anniversary Green of Thoughts Prize giveaway. It actually started on May 2nd uh, this month and um, it will continue until the Sierra Club's anniversary uh, on May 28th. And so the details are as follows. Um, like I said before, this is an ongoing giveaway um, and the deadline is approaching. And the prizes are, there's going to be one Sierra Club giveaway prize pack, including one XXL Sierra Club logo showcase t-shirt, one um, one-size-fits-all uh, Make America Green Again hat, and the Make America Green Again uh, hat and product actually supports the Sierra Club's work advancing uh, climate solutions, fighting for clean air and water, and of course keeping our wild places wild. Uh, next is a Sierra Club bumper sticker. And then lastly, two eco-friendly themed button pins from Etsy, which I uh, also bought myself. And all this will be enclosed and encapsulated in the Sierra Club Everest backpack to hold all these products. And the prize value pack equates to $55. And... Um, the giveaway info is as follows, uh, so the rules there. Um, so the info is, the, the first thing you need to do is recall one fact or info bit from any Green of Thoughts previous podcast that you especially enjoyed and talk about it in the email submission. Uh, next is explain, uh, the second thing is explain one message Green of Thoughts has taught you about the environment and how it's impacted you. And the next, the third thing is for any past or current Sierra Club members, um, detail why you joined the Sierra Club, uh, what year you became a member, and what environmental issues matter most to you. I'd love to hear back from you. And you can go ahead and email those answers to greenandthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. And the giveaway ends at midnight, Eastern Standard Time on May the 28th, 2019. Uh, Some stipulations are that um, there's going to be only one limit of a page for answers in your email submissions. So of all your um, answers that you have and everything in the email, just send it as one page. Um, next thing is that only one winner will be selected in the giveaway. And next is that um, all this information will be in this podcast episode description. And uh, this is the last that you'll hear about it um, because uh, later in the week, of course, the giveaway will end. Uh, and of course, the giveaway, which I said before, ends on May the 28th, the official 
um, time of the Sierra Club's anniversary. So I want to start off with um, the reason actually behind the uh, episode. Uh, I wanted to talk about it mainly because uh, when I attended a tabling event a few months ago um, at a town hall uh, event in my county, I decided to you know, look at all the accomplishments, accomplishments of the Sierra Club, um, of which I'm a proud member and supporter, and uh, go ahead and talk about it for maybe those who aren't familiar with it because it was one of the first times I actually saw in detail all the history of the Sierra Club um, up until a certain point. Um, and it was really, you know, striking, and I loved that I could talk about it easily um, by doing a little bit of research and compiling all that I needed to compile. So I'm going to get into the start of uh, the, accompli- the accomplishments in a minute, but I'm going to uh, do the next segment, which is also um, in other news, which is where I briefly uh, talk about and explain uh, some of the other important environmental uh, headlines we have uh, recently. So the first is a uh, climber dies on uh, Everest as death toll in Himalayas reaches 18, and that was found through Huffington Post, otherwise known as HuffPost. Next is Botswana lifts its ban on elephant hunting, and that was found through NPR. And the next is that a nearly mile-high asteroid with its own moon hurdles past Earth this past weekend. Actually, it happened yesterday uh, on Saturday. And that was through uh, HuffPost, otherwise known as Huffington Post. And the next is um, that there was the headline that soil communities threatened by destruction and stability of rainforests. Um, the new study finds that. And that was found through the Environmental News Network. So I entitled this uh, new segment, um, The Sierra Club's Commitment to the Planet. So I'm going to go into an extensive overview, um, namely some of the accomplishments I thought were very striking and some of the first of their kind. Uh, There's a groundbreaking, historical, all those things, all those uh, attributes there. So I'm going to start off with a few. So the first is that in uh, 1892, the Sierra Club was officially founded on May the 28th by Mr. John Muir. He was elected the first president, and the Sierra Club actually defeated a proposal to reduce the boundaries of Yosemite National Park. Next, in 1893, the first Sierra Club bulletin was issued, and 13 million uh, acres as a Sierra Forest Reserve were established with support of the club. Also, in 1897, the Sierra Club urges a strengthening of public forest policies and supports creation of additional national parks, including the Grand Canyon. And for the first time, the club's membership grows to about 350 people. Some other listed years, uh, as the years go by, are that in 1901, the uh, Sierra Club's first outing, which we happen to do uh, is one of our staples of our organization, is that uh, William Colby, he actually led about um, 100 people, about 96 uh, approximately though, um, on their first trip to Yosemite Valley and the Tumulum uh, Meadows, uh, beginning a tradition of annual high trips. In uh, 1903, 
President Theodore Roosevelt actually visited uh, Yosemite with John Muir. And I'm going to skip to uh, 1910, the year 1910, when Glacier National Park established um, it's established itself, I should say, with uh, Sierra Club's uh, support backing it. And in 1916, the National Park Service created with a support of the Sierra Club and others was made. So the Sierra Club was instrumental with others backing it uh, to make and create the National Park Service, which we have today. In 1923, the Sierra Club successfully opposes dam sites in Kings River region, for those who are aware of it. And in 1927, the Aurelia uh, Squire Harwood becomes the first female president uh, of the Sierra Club. That's groundbreaking in itself. And um, that's actually uh, seven years after women had the right to vote, for those who didn't know. And uh, the Sierra Club opposes construction of uh, Glacier View Dam, uh, which would have flooded 20,000 acres of the Glacier National Park. Going and going to uh, about seven years uh, later in 1955, the Sierra Club's first major turning exhibition, uh, exhibit, exhibit, I should say, um, this is the American Earth is organized. And in 1960, five years later, the Sierra Club Foundation is established for the first time ever. And this is the American Earth, the Sierra Club's first coffee table book, is published. And uh, this is also marking the period in Sierra, the Sierra Club's uh, history where uh, the membership actually reaches the thousands and goes up to 15,000 uh, in 1960. So that's really much uh, further than when, it, uh, when its earlier beginnings um, in the 1890s and in 1897, which I talked about earlier, in the membership reached um, a point of 350 people. Next, in 1964, the Wilderness Act by Congress is passed after a long campaign by us, the Sierra Club. And then six years later, in 1970, efforts of the Sierra Club and others lead to the passage of the National Environmental Policy Act and creation of environmental, um, the Environmental Protection Agency for the first time. And the Sierra Club chapters actually are, were extended to cover all 50 U.S. states, and the club's membership passes into the uh, 100,000s. So for the first time, it's 100,000, um, almost 20 years later or so um, since before. And in 1971, opposition from the Sierra Club and others defeats a supersonic transport, otherwise known as SST, in this proposal, and also for the first time, the Sierra Club Legal Defense Fund was established. All this happened in 1971. The next year, in 1972, Congress passes major marine protection legislation with, of course, the Sierra Club support, and the Water Pollution Control Act was passed. In 1973, the Sierra Club leads successful effort to open a highway trust fund to mass transit funding, which is also one of our uh, major issues that we uh, band together um, for, which is smart transit and uh, equal opportunity to have that access and funding there. Uh, next is um, in 1976, three years after um, the highway trust fund there, the Sierra Club launches a national program to, to provide safe and fun wilderness tips 
for those who are low-income youth and others who have limited access to the outdoors. We're going to uh, skip into the future with our uh, fact about an um, accomplishment of in 1982, the Sierra Club helps block uh, the effort to weaken the Clean Air Act, which is a major part of environmental legislation for all env environmentalists who know. And then in 1984, the Sierra Club plays its leading role in passage of legislation designating 6.8 million acres of wilderness in 18 states. Next, we're going to go to the uh, late uh, 1980s and going to uh, talk about this. Next thing is that in 1986, the Sierra Club launches its campaign, one of its first, to protect the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge and California Desert. Also, for the first time also, um, its membership tops 400,000, almost half a million. In uh, 1989, under pressure from the Sierra Club and other groups, the World Bank itself withdraws a $500 million loan to Brazil, and that would have led to the, to the construction um, of 149 new dams and inundated large areas of the Amazon Basin. So thank goodness that the Sierra Club, of course, banded together to fight the World Bank's uh, loan to Brazil, which is one of the uh, most concentrated areas in the world of um, forests and um, and rainforests especially and also has a problem right now and has for the uh, many decades of deforestation um, in 1992 skipping around to about three years into the future um, the Sierra Club endorses a presidential candidate for the second time in its history and it was President Clinton President Clinton and 76%, um, I should say, of the club actually endorsed congressional candidates to win elections. And the Sierra Club celebrates 100 years thus far of protecting the environment. In 1994, the Sierra Club successfully lobbies Congress to pass the California Desert Protection Act. More than 7 million acres of new national park and wilderness areas are protected. The year after, 1995, the Sierra Club collects 1.2 million signatures on the Environmental uh, Bill of Rights. And then two years after, with strong support and political pressure from the Sierra Club, the EPA issues new regulations to reduce soot and smog pollution. Three years um, coming into the 21st century, the Sierra Club's long-standing campaign pays off as President Clinton himself designates 328,000 acres of giant sequoia groves and surrounding forests as a national monument. The Sierra Club forms the Environmental Justice Program to address overwhelming evidence that low-income communities and people of color bear disproportionate environmental burdens. The next year, in 2001, the EPA finally adopts standards to reduce the level of arsenic in drinking water after public outcry and criticism from the Sierra Club themselves. Club membership also reaches into the upper 100,000s, reaching the level of 700,000. Going to about five years into the future, the uh, Sierra Club actually has a lawsuit against the Bush administration uh, for its plan to allow commercial logging in a giant Sequoia National uh, Monument. And then two years forward, the Sierra Club stops construction of 
uh, 68 new coal-fired power plants. Uh, the club wins its injunction to block wolf killing in a few states. One of them is Idaho, the next is Montana, and then lastly Wyoming. Also, Miss Allison Chin becomes the club's first Asian American president. In 2011, having successfully defeated 150 proposed new coal-fired power plants, the Sierra Club sets goal of a retiring um, uh, goal there of retiring one-third, or 33% approximately, of the nation's oldest and dirtiest coal-burning power plants by 2020, which happens to also be by next year. Um, also, uh, Bloomberg uh, Philanthropies donates $50 million to expand or to help expand uh, the Beyond Coal campaign, which, by the way, is one of our most famous campaigns that the Sierra Club runs. And uh, the Sierra Club itself successfully advocates for President uh, Obama's first national monument designation at Fort Monroe in Virginia. Two years later, in 2013, um, the Sierra Club president, which I had talked about earlier, um, a then Miss uh, Allison Chin, and uh, current executive director Mr. Michael Broom, who who I've met uh, several times uh, in the past, and uh, he's a really great person. I love reading his uh, inputs from the Sierra Club magazine, and he's a really nice person. Uh, meeting him in general, and I first talked about um, how I, I saw his face and everything at a. Uh, Sierra Club event um, in Silver Spring, Maryland some years back. He's super nice, by the way. Um, so Mr. Michael Brune um, joined dou uh, dozens of environmental uh, and civil rights and community leaders themselves across the country in a display of uh, civil disobedience at the White House to protect the proposed Keystone XL pipeline at the time in 2013. And President Obama actually designated the Rio Grande del Norte uh, National Monument in New Mexico. About to close out here and uh, finish all the accomplishments soon. Uh, and in 2014, uh, President Obama himself uh, designates the Oregon Mountains and uh, Desert Peaks and also the San Gabriel Mountains and the National Monuments after long campaigns. Uh, by the Sierra Club and themselves and local advocates as well. The Sierra Club helps organize the largest climate protest in history, which brings together almost a half a million people, about 400,000 people, into the streets of New York. Also, in 2015, President Obama designates uh, Browns Canyon and Berryessa Snow Mountain National Monuments themselves, and Aaron Mayer, becomes the Sierra Club's first African-American president. Bloomberg uh, Philanthropies uh, announces it will invest an additional $30 million to secure the replacement of half the nation's coal fleet by 2017, two years uh, later, from when all this took place. And then the Beyond Coal campaign announces its 200th coal plant retirement, which is a big congratulations. The Keystone XL pipeline is rejected by uh, President Obama, and uh, who himself cites climate concerns. And the Sierra Club participates in a historic COP21 um, climate conference in Paris or Copenhagen 21. Last but not least, in 2016, um, the Sierra Club launches its Ready for 100 campaign to, of course, accelerate the transition to 100% clean renewable energy 
and President Obama declares three new national monuments in the California desert, bringing the total acreage of public lands there that he's protected to about four million. So um, I also want to talk about some other stats that are really, you know, impressive as well. And one of them is that um, the Sierra Club, if you haven't known, um, as of uh, 2019 and since um, the year 1892, uh, has retired about 287 coal plants. Uh, second thing in the stat statistic is that 439 parks and monuments have been established and 15,000 uh, kids for the third thing um, have uh, been able to be outside and be present there and the fourth uh, statistic is that um, 3.5 million members are composed of uh, the Sierra Club and we are so glad and happy to have all of them including myself So I want to talk about my thoughts on the Sierra Club's overall history uh, and accomplishments. So I want to talk about the first thing that I adore about being in the Sierra Club. I adore the freedom and the the pursuit and love I have for the environment and getting to connect with other um, environmentalists. There are so many people I've met since becoming a member uh, three years ago in 2016. And I, I couldn't imagine life like without them. Like, I constantly, you know, love going to all the events I go to, planning some, being on the committee, traveling to events I wouldn't have never maybe gone to, um, and just, you know, just getting that communication and that, that spirit and that socialness um, out there. I just love it because I'm a people person, you know, and, you know, I'm a sociologist. Like, I love being around people, and I love the benefits of camaraderie and community. Um, I also... I want to talk about um, some of my favorite picks um, that I selected um, as far as memories, um, really, within the Sierra Club. So my first, um, I think, would be uh, in 2017, how I was a part of the People's Climate March in Washington, D.C. That was one of the best and most fun experiences of my life, um, not just environmental-related activities, because I got to see all these uh, hundreds of thousands and millions of people around the country even uh, collaborate and combine forces to fight and be heard and protest against what's happening in our world specific to um, climate change and getting access to jobs that mean something and fighting what's happening to our planet. It like really meant so much. I mean, besides my feet hurting at the end of it and, and the metro and everything, it was it was really like powerful and I'm really glad that was a part of history. Um, I also uh, wanted to look forward to more um, marches like that because I was one of the first biggest ones I was a part of ever. And uh, I look forward to, you know, joining uh, more future marches. The second memory I have is from uh, this year's um, uh, lobby night, the first one I ever experienced in the Sierra Club. It was amazing to go and uh, talk with um, many of my legislators, uh, some of whom I've seen before in person um, when I was with uh, Organizing for Action um, and the fellow there, and that was uh, President Obama's uh, organization's political organization's personal one, and it was a, an endearing one to have talked with uh, many people there. 
and connect with them also in different groups, all the fellows there, and actually meet um, in-person legislator, legislators um, in Annapolis, in my uh, state's capital, Maryland. Um, and also talking and giving a shout out to uh, Sade, who's on the ex, um, ExCom or Executive Committee um, group with me. And she was great. And we were like a great partnership, like going to all the legislators and talking to them and seeing their input on certain bills and what their thoughts were on it. And if they could change and be persuaded to follow our environmental uh, goals, uh, such as clean energy and making sure that the highway that's getting ready to be expanded is stopped and halted in its tracks. Um, the third uh, memory I have that's most present and I love also is every annual um, Environmental Service Award picnic I've had and been a part of that um, being on the XCOM, we collaborate and do together. So every June, we've done this um, picnic and uh, demonstrated um, and given an award to someone in our county, Prince George's County in Maryland, um, that has done exceedingly well in representing the environment and doing something concrete about it. So they're either representing the community, part of an organization, donating time, resources, have been a long-standing member of uh, something that happens to do with a, a cause, like fighting uh, carbon um, problems, um, climate change issues, waste issues, and trash issues. Um, getting to uh, access public transportation in a sustainable way, these types of um, issues, just to name a few. And uh, the next um, experience that's also important for me is the fourth one um, I have here, um, going to the Sierra Club's Going for Change, Equity, Inclusion, and Justice um, training trip. Actually, I took it in um, winter 2017, actually on December 1st to the 3rd, with a few of my um, XCOM members, Miss Sydney, I'm um, giving her a shout out, and um, I met a few people there too. Um, Mr. Stan, I had already known, he's from a different uh, county in Maryland and everything, and then um, Elliot, I give him a shout out as well. Um, I met him for the first time there, and he's really cool too. He lives in Baltimore, Maryland, and he's a big advocate and social change activist there. And uh, all of us, of course, are Sierra Club members. Next thing um, and last experience in memory I have um, of the Sierra Club uh, entirely is that uh, my first Bowie Fest experience, um, June 3rd in 2017. I loved it because I trained on how to be a recycling volunteer and it was really my first time being a volunteer with the city of Bowie and I was a recycling volunteer and along with my other um, XCOM members or ex executive committee members there that were present, like Miss Martha, our chairperson of our board and group. And um, it was it was so much fun. Like, I, I would do it all over again. You know, I, they took my pictures, and my pictures is in a little presentation that gets shown um, every year or so sometimes. And it's so cool to see how, you know, we've all grown and learned and organized and coordinated new experiences and other members are joining. It's just a real joy to be a part of uh, the CR Club. And um, I'm going to be sad if and when um, some of our, you know, executive committee members are leaving or moving or retiring or, or leaving the um, committee itself. And so that's going to be a sad time, but I want to be able to take all the, um, the time I've had with them and um, cherish it and use it for good and continue on with the Sierra Club. 
uh, one of my last uh, points and thoughts uh, for you all is to ask you um, what other environmental organizations have you been a part of? I know that there are many, um, in fact, uh, World Wildlife Fund, I can name off the top of my head, um, Greenpeace, there are just so many others um, that are out there as well, um, some of which you may want to you know, start your own or be a part of another. So I implore you to think about another environmental organization that you know maybe isn't the Sierra Club. And if you'd like to join the Sierra Club, be sure to tune in uh, for ways to be a part of the Sierra Club and uh, have some fun there and join us all. And uh, that will be uh, in a few more uh, minutes, the Mother Earth Minutes. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is the time in Greener Thoughts where, of course, I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and as always save Mother Earth. So the message for this episode is to join the Sierra Club. We'd love to have you. We always look to uh, find new ways to gauge members, go to different events, organize with youth. Actually, did a few um, reach outs and you know connected with many at an earlier event this month, and um, I got some reply emails, and you know hopefully we have that engagement there, um, and have you know the volunteering uh, with the youth um, in our um, local events. That's what I really really hopeful hope hope for. And that's what um, I'm really excited about. Um, every single time I think about maybe a summer event, spring event, when school's out, you know, people, um, you know, want to see their kids get out there and have fun and learn about different things they wouldn't have known about. And so um, the Sierra Club is definitely a good choice for that. So um, the first uh, thing you can do to not necessarily combat an issue in this episode, because it's all about the Sierra Club, but the first thing to do uh, if you would like to join the Sierra Club and how to do that is to go to www.sierraclub.org forward slash home or uh, go to um, www.sierraclub.org forward slash contact dash us and uh, figure out how to, of course, contact us at the Sierra Club. There's a few different things you can do about that. You can contact the Sierra Club's national headquarters, which is in California. And it will um, have the address of Sierra Club National Headquarters, 2101 Webster Street, Suite 1300, in Oakland, California, zip code 94612 in the United States of America. The phone number is 415 977-5500 and the fax number is 510-208-3140. The office hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday Pacific Standard Time and last but not least the other um, address is the Legislative Office which is in D.C. and the address is Sierra Club uh, Legislative Office 50 
uh, F Street Northwest on the 8th floor in Washington, D.C., zip code 20001 in the United States of America, and the phone number is 202-547-1141, fax number is 202-547-6009, the office hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time. Then you can also uh, email them there um, at the website I talked about before uh, with the contact information because there's all types of emails that you can send to them further if you'd like that option there. Uh, the next thing is also to click and join um, the Sierra Club at its website, one I talked about. So you can, just, uh, you can just click join above the donate button on the Sierra Club's website for that. And the last... Um, and, um, most important tip, I think, is to also be a part of the Sierra Club giveaway. It's a great way to open your your eyes up about what it means to be a part of something different, a part of something that you may not have thought about, and it's something that, you know, I haven't gotten much reach with with this giveaway stuff, but I'd like to see the encouragement there, um, and I'd like to see that support there from you all. Um, and... You know, who doesn't like things that are free, you know, free and available and they're really nice quality um, materials, um, all the prizes in the giveaway. So be sure to rewind or play back that giveaway info or look into the podcast episode description for this episode in the previous um, episodes um, in the descriptions this month. So the eco fact of the day is that a trail runner in Colorado is attacked by a young mountain lion and kills it with his bare hands. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the May-June 2019 issue. The call to action is a time in Green of Thoughts where I want to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and who supports the environment. Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company? Either way, let Green Dots know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send a 200-word essay to the email address greenandotspodcast at gmail.com. The Eco Company Spotlight is what we're coming on to right now, and this is a point in Green Thoughts program course where I'd love for um, me to get the chance to review your environmentally related products or services. So if you're a founder or a person who works in that department and like to get your ideas out there about it, be sure to let Green Thoughts know. Um, for now, since February this year, 2019, I've actually been introducing companies that are great and many of whom I support in various different ways, investing money, buying products, sharing, recommending, uh, following on social media, etc. And uh, one of the latest companies I've found about um, is Puka Pure and Simple. Um, so if you've heard of Puka Pure and Simple, be sure to share your thoughts. Puka Pure and Simple is a woman-led, black-owned business full of collections for body care, foot care, hair care, and other lines as well. Puka was created by Dawn Finch, 
and she is a graphic uh, artist by trade whose life took a different path when she became sick with an autoimmune disease. She started the company almost 20 years ago, and her business started actually in her kitchen. And now it's grown to have its own showroom, online sales, and a sales and sells itself um, actually in Whole Foods Market. Puka Pure and Simple has ingredients in their products such as avocado oil, beeswax, castor oil, cocoa butter, coconut oil, essential oils of lemon, tea tree, and others, olive oil, organic sugarcane, shea butter, and strawberry fruit, and as well as natural ingredients otherwise um, presented in their products. Puka Pure and Simple has been seen in many media outlets such as Black Enterprise, Essence, The New York Times, Star Ledger, Refinery29, Whole Foods Market, among other notable media outlets and places. Uh, Puka Pure and Simple can be found online at www.pukapureandsimple, that's P-O-O-K-A, pureandsimple.com, Whole Foods Market, and local independent beauty stores were available. Their mailing address is Puka Showroom, uh, 78 John Miller Way, Unit 227 in Kearney, uh, New Jersey. That's K-E-A-R-N-Y, the city, New Jersey. And uh, the zip code is 07032. Their phone number is 201-299-5410. And their email is info at pukapureandsimple.com. Puka Pure and Simple is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Puka Pure and Simple and Instagram at Pukalita, that's P-O-O-K-A-L-I-T-A and Pinterest at Puka Pure and Simple at Twitter, um, you can follow Dawn at the handle Pukalita, like I mentioned before, P-O-O-K-A-L-I-T-A and you can also check out Puka Pure and Simple on YouTube themselves at Puka Pure and Simple, all one word there. Um, to directly learn about the founder, Dawn Finch, uh, visit her website, dawnfinch.com. And lastly, you can go contact um, Puka Pure and Simple further by going to www.pukapureandsimple.com. Then view the bottom section of the webpage. Then click on Contact Us under the section Company Info to contact them. So thank you all for listening to this episode, this wonderful, um, extensive episode about the history of the Scare Club, its its accomplishments and everything um, regarding my memories of the Sierra Club past and present and future. I love the fact that I got to uh, expound upon why I love the Sierra Club, why it's important to do something different, and how you can, of course, join the Sierra Club and also participate in my latest giveaway, which ends in two days on May the 28th, uh, coming up soon. So be sure to go ahead and share this episode, maybe with a fellow fellow uh, Sierra Club member, and that will give them a, a big smile on their face. I, I really know it will. And a favorite Green of Thoughts itself in this podcast episode, especially if you loved all the information here. Uh, Be on the lookout for the upcoming episode uh, next time. But until then, bye everybody.